This is the last Sunday in our initial series for the fall where we've been working through our church's vision, which is very simply move beyond. Now, even though this is the last Sunday in that particular series, this is by no means the last time you will hear about moving beyond because it's something that is going to permeate everything that we do as a church. It's going to be interesting to see how it changes your life. Some of you have shared that with me already. I've gotten emails and cards and phone calls from people who've shared with me that they took a challenge to move beyond something in their lives and how it's changed their lives and how they're growing. For some, it was a small step. For some, it was a large step. But still, it's encouraging. What I want to encourage you to do is to continue to call me or send me a note or send me an email or or something and share with me some of the ways that you've moved beyond in your life. I don't share them with other people. I just kind of rejoice with you. But also, I encourage you to share them with other people. Sometimes we come here, and there are areas in our lives where we struggle, and we think we're the only ones that are struggling with that. Or maybe there was an area that you were challenged to move beyond, and you think you're the only one that's in that category that needs to move beyond something. But you find out that there are other people in this fellowship of believers here that share those same struggles, that share those same desires to to move beyond something in their lives. And so I would encourage you to share with one another what God's doing in your life. It's a great encouragement. Today, what we're going to talk about is something that kind of encompasses everything that we've talked about because it's a challenge that is a part of everything that we've talked about. And it's a challenge to move beyond comfort to taking a risk. Now, when you think of comfort, you think of comfortable shoes, comfortable clothes, The room is a comfortable temperature. My car has comfortable seats. All of those things. Those are physical comforts. But there's another meaning for comfort. Comfort can be a behavioral space. A behavioral space where your activities and your behaviors fit a routine and a pattern that minimizes stress and risk. Provides a state of mental security, it provides a place of regular happiness, a place of low anxiety, a place of reduced stress. So you might ask, why in the world then, if there's a place that's that nice, why would I want to move beyond that to somewhere else? I mean, I've been looking all my life for a place where there's reduced stress and where I'm happy and all of those kinds of things. Why in the world would God want me to move beyond this behavioral space called comfort? To someplace else. Well, let's look at some scripture. Because I know some of you are saying, who in their right mind would want to do that? Jesus actually challenges us to do that in Luke chapter 9. Beginning in verse 57, he said, well, we read, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, meaning Jesus, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and Birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Although there were a lot of poor people in Jesus' time, the number of homeless people was relatively small. But Jesus was one of those who had no regular place to call his home, no regular place, as he says here, to to lay lay his head. So what he's saying to this guy who wants to follow him He's saying, well, that's fine, but but do you realize what you're giving up are the comforts of your home? 
that nice place that you have to live, the regular meals that you're going to have, the nice place you have to sleep. If, if you're going to follow me, what you're saying is that you're going to give up all these comforts of home and you're going to kind of walk with me into the unknown where maybe from day to day you're not real sure where those comforts are going to come from. Then verse 59, he said to another man, follow me. But he replied, replied Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Most likely that his father was not dead, but maybe very near death. So this seems like a very reasonable request. Lord, I, I want to follow you, but let me take care of my father in the last days of his life and let me bury him and then I will come follow you. And that sounds like a very normal, reasonable request. But something that really doesn't get thought about much here is the idea that there was something else involved here. It was an inheritance. And this guy knows that, look, if I go follow you, if I don't go back and care for my father, if I don't go back and see that he's buried, then I may lose out on this inheritance. So maybe what he's really saying is, Lord, let me go and become financially secure, and then I will come follow you. Let me get comfortable financially first. And then I'll come follow you. In verse 61, it says, Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Again, a very reasonable request. Just go back and say goodbye to his family. But think about this. Mom, I came to say goodbye. Now I'm going to go follow this guy. And I heard him say to this other guy that, that he wouldn't have any place to lay his head. And we're not maybe sure where we're going to be from day to day. And I'm, but I'm going to go follow this guy, Mom. You think Mom might try to talk you out of it? Then all your relatives and friends, are you crazy? You're going to go follow this guy? What's wrong with you? Okay, let's say they're glad to get rid of you, maybe. Who knows? But still, you, you go back and you, and you say, okay, I'm going to leave. But then you start seeing things around the house. And you start seeing your friends. And you start seeing people. And so then you maybe still go follow Jesus. But the whole time, you're, you're homesick. And you're always looking back. You're always looking back instead of looking ahead. Maybe that's what's going on here. We really don't know. But think about it. All of them were kind of looking back, one to a comfortable place to sleep, one to an inheritance, one to his family. And Jesus says, look, the work of the kingdom is too important. It's too important to worry about all these other things. You can't look back. You can't become financially comfortable first. You can't know from day to day what's going to happen. It's important that you follow me and that that's your priority. Obedience to following Jesus causes everybody to move outside of whatever area of comfort they're in. It's the same way with us. Now, it should be noted here that we really don't know. We, we kind of just assume maybe that these folks never really followed Jesus but Luke never tells us. He just kind of leaves it hanging. But it's a great lesson for us. And if you think about it, the things that we have talked about 
in the last seven weeks really relate to moving from an area where we are comfortable to an area that involves risk. It might involve moving from the known to the unknown. Let's think about it. We talked about moving from just believing. I'm a Christian. I came to know Jesus and I invited him in to be my Lord and my Savior. And I've repented of my sins and I'm going to heaven and I'm excited about that. And that's all good. But what you need to do is you need to move beyond that to start putting your faith into practice and finding ways to serve other people. So you're moving out of this area where you're comfortable. I'm going to heaven. I'm secure. So all of a sudden, you've got to move out of that and actually go to work in the kingdom of God. And that's moving beyond the comfort of just believing to actually the unknown, maybe, of action. We've asked you to move beyond the comfort of just knowing a little bit about the Bible. I've heard people say, I know just enough about the Bible to be dangerous. <laughs> Well, that's probably true, <laughs> but the danger is to yourself. But we've asked you to move beyond that, to move beyond the comfort of just, just knowing a little bit about the Bible, to actually digging deeper and becoming more familiar with God's Word and internalizing it and actually applying it to your life. That can be intimidating sometimes. We've asked you to move beyond the comfort of just getting along. You know, well, man... I, I can't stand that guy. I mean, he's a cheat. I don't like him. He's nasty. He's foul-mouthed. Uh, but, but we get along. We get along. I hate him, but we get along. We get along. There's a comfort in that. You, you just avoid him. You're in Walmart. You see him in the distance. You go that way. Figure if you hang out in cosmetics long enough, they'll check out and be gone. You can go about your business. You're laughing. Some of you have done that, haven't you? And the rest of you don't lie in church. Or, well, don't lie anywhere for that matter. We've all done that. But it's just getting along. I don't want to confront them. I'm comfortable with just avoiding people. I'm comfortable with just getting along with them. Now to move out of that area of comfort and to actually have to go to them and initiate reconciliation and forgiveness and move beyond that to actually loving them, that's a risk and that's a challenge. We've talked about moving beyond being a consumer. It's great just to show up. Everything's free. I enjoy it. I'm here. It's a challenge to move beyond the comfort of just that. There's no commitment to actually being an investor in the church and in the kingdom of God. Because when you invest, you've got a stake in it. And that's a challenge for some people. From moving beyond just being a disciple to discipling others. There's a comfort in being a disciple. I'm just sitting at the feet of Jesus. There's an old hymn that it's called In the Garden. It says, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Me, I'm a little personal Jesus. You know, I'm just learning from him. I'm just sitting at his feet. And what the challenge is, is to move beyond the comfort of that to actually finding someone who is not as mature as you in the faith and helping them to grow in their faith, of investing your life in theirs and discipling them and helping them to grow. That's a challenge and that's a risk. So what we have to do in all of these things is to move beyond all these little comfortable things in our faith 
to something that is a challenge, to something that is a risk, from something that is known to something that is unknown. And that's what we want to talk about today. It can be scary. It can be scary anytime you move out of your area of comfort into something that's a risk. But here's the advantage if you're a believer. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a wonderful advantage. You can have the confidence to move beyond wherever you are in your faith, wherever you are in your relationships. You can have the courage to move beyond for a couple of reasons. One, it's God that wants you to move beyond. God is the one who wants you to do that. So you can move beyond in the confidence that that's what God wants you to do. But here's the other thing. You can move beyond with confidence because if it's what God wants and you follow God, God is going to give you whatever you need to accomplish that. You're not out there alone. God doesn't say, move out of this area of comfort and go out there and take a risk for me. And then just say, well, good luck. No, if he's moving you into that area, he's going to give you what you need to accomplish that task. You see, God never asks of us the impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. When God says, I want you to do something, you can't say, well, that's impossible. Because with God, Scripture tells us, nothing is impossible. So anything that God is leading you to do, no matter how big of a challenge, no matter how big of a risk, it's not, it's not impossible. Because you serve a God with whom everything is possible. And God has such great plans for us. God has such wonderful plans for us. But we miss out on them because we won't move beyond. Michael Hyatt has said that there are some things that are advantages to moving out of our little area of comfort. One is it's where growth happens. It's really where you grow. When you, when you move out of some place where you're comfortable, it's where you really grow in your faith. It's where you really grow in your relationship to God and your relationship to others. It's a place where you find solutions. You know, if you're stuck in life, if you're stuck in some place, well, you need to, to move out. And that's where you're going to find the solutions to what's going on in your life. It's where you really find fulfillment. Because if you're trying to find fulfillment in anything else except the will of God, then you're going to find yourself frustrated. You've got to move out. In fact, he goes on to say that the really important stuff happens outside your comfort zone. The really important stuff happens outside your comfort zone. But what keeps us from moving? What keeps us from moving out of our area of comfort? I can think of two things. One of them is fear. What's going to happen if I move out? What's going to happen if I move out of this area of comfort? Well, let me ask you this. What is the absolute worst thing that can happen to you if you move out of your area of comfort? Somebody said it. Failure. Well, of course, nobody wants to fail. But think about it. That's the worst that can happen to you. Of all of the things that we have asked you to do in the past seven weeks, nothing, nothing will harm you. Nothing will cost you your life or limb. Nothing that we've asked you to do will ruin you financially. Nothing that we have asked you to do will lead to you losing your job. None of those things. Of all the things we challenge you to move beyond, the worst thing that can happen is that you would fail. Now, 
Again, nobody wants to fail. But look at it this way. Even if you fail, it's a success in its own right because you've moved. You've made the attempt to move beyond wherever you were comfortable to somewhere else. And there's a whole new way to look at, at, at failure. If you think of all the people in history, great people who failed and failed and failed and failed and failed and finally succeeded and became successful at something. But the way that I, I read this this week that I love a new way of looking at failure is this. Give failure a different name. And failure can be a learning guidepost. A learning guidepost. Because what it does is it gives you a, a guide of what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. So failure is not a brick wall, but rather it's a learning guidepost to, to direct you as you continue that journey of moving along. But it just helps you to, to maybe do away with the things that aren't working and, and focus on the things that are. Someone actually said it's instead of failure, they call it feedback. That instead of people giving you feedback, it's just life giving you feedback. That isn't going to work. Okay, well, I'll redirect and, and we'll do something else. But don't look at failure as a dead end. It's certainly not. It can be a learning guidepost. It can be feedback. And even though failure is not welcome, it can really at times be a good thing because you've moved. The second thing is we rationalize a lot of times. You know what rationalization is? It's tricking yourself. A lot of times when we're afraid, we don't want to move out our area of comfort. We're, we're afraid to do that. We're comfortable here. And we don't want to move beyond this. So what we'll do is, instead of saying, oh, I'm afraid to, to do that, we'll kind of trick ourselves into thinking, well, it's really not that important if I move. It's really not that important for me to do that. It's really not that important. You're, you're, you're tricking yourself. And here's how you're tricking yourself. It's because everything that God wants us to do with our lives is important. There is nothing that God tells us to do with our lives that is unimportant. So don't trick yourself into thinking that if God wants you to move beyond wherever you are in your life, that it's not important. It is, because God wants you to do it. And all the things of God are important. Okay, so how do we do it? How do we move beyond a comfortable place to a place of taking a risk? Well, I'll give you some suggestions. One is that we need to stop thinking about the level of difficulty or of yourself as being incapable of doing something. Remember I said earlier, if God wants you to do it, he's going to equip you to do it. In fact, in Philippians 4, Paul writes, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. He doesn't say, I can do everything through my own strength, which is not sufficient. He says, I can do everything through Christ, which strengthens me. So don't ever think of yourself as incapable. Don't ever think of yourself as, as not being able to do something that looks difficult to you. If it's what God wants you to do, if God wants you to move out of this area in your life to someplace else, believe me, it's God's strength that's going to do it. No, you don't have the strength on your own. You don't, but God does. And Paul was so confident, he said, look, if that's what God wants me to do, he's going to give me the strength to do it. Something else is we need to eliminate some words. We need to quit using the words wish, maybe, and should. Wish, maybe, and should. We should quit using those words and replace them with can, will, and do. Those are the words that we ought to use. You need to give God a little credit. Job said in Job 42, he says, I know, I know that you can do all things. 
no purpose of yours can be thwarted. When God wants us to move, when God wants us to do something in our lives, we, we shouldn't just sit around, well, maybe I'll do that, or I should do that. No, we, we need to eliminate those words from our vocabulary. And we need to start using words like, I will do that, or I can do that, or I am going to do that. All of those things. All of those things are positive. Get rid of this wish, maybe, and should stuff. Uh, we need to stop letting anxiety keep you from taking a risk. We all get worried. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if. A lot of people, that's, that's their motto in life. It's what if. Doesn't matter how bright the path. Doesn't matter how clear God's leading. They're, they're, what if, what if, what if, what if. We need to get rid of that anxiety. Uh, Matthew, Jesus says in Matthew 6, he says, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? The answer is no. And then in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7, we read, God didn't give us a cowardly spirit, but a spirit of power, love, and good judgment. There's no need for anxiety. There's no need. When you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. And the Spirit is not a timid spirit. The Spirit is the Spirit, among other things, of power. So you've got the power in you. There's no what-ifs. There's no what-ifs. If God wants you to do it, He's going to give you the strength. He's already given it to you. It's the Spirit that lives within you. Don't worry about the what-if stuff. Do it. You've got it within you, the Spirit of power. You need to start, well, you don't have to, but you can start large or small, but you can start small. But start. People will say, well, I'm going to need to start small. And I go, okay, that's fine. But start. But start. Start small. Take a small step. You don't have to take it all at once. If you need to move beyond faith to action, take a small step in that way. If you need to move beyond just getting along to forgiveness and love... You can take a small step in that direction. You don't have to take the whole leap at once. You can take a small step, but, but, take a step. And once people take a step and they find the next one is a little easier and the next one is a little easier and a little easier with a little more confidence. Martin Luther King Jr. said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Uh, something else, we need to stop making excuses. We always make excuses. I talked about rationalization, but we make excuses. Just stop making excuses. There are no excuses. If, if God is, is saying, do this, move beyond this, move out of your area of comfort and do this, if he's saying that, quit making excuses. There are none. He has taken away every excuse. Every excuse. There are none. Just do it. Just do it. Quit making excuses. If God is pointing you in a way... He doesn't want half-hearted commitment and excuses. He wants dedication and surrender. And one last thing. Write it down. Write it down. Several advantages to writing things down. One, one is that it helps you identify what you want to do. You know, I have all these things up here in my head. But, well, good. That's great. Write it down. Write it down. A pastor I know gave his staff an assignment. They had to write their whole job description in one sentence. In one sentence. That's, that's a challenge. 
but it helped them clarify what they were about. Whatever it is you need to move beyond in your life, you need to write it down. I need to move beyond this to this. Clarify it. Write it down. It helps you determine what you want to do or what God's leading you to do. And it'll also motivate you to action. If you write it down and if you look at it every day, if you keep it in your Bible, if you put it on your refrigerator, if you keep it on your bathroom mirror so you see it while you're brushing your teeth, whatever. If you, if you see it, there's a good chance you're going to act on it. And if you write it down, you'll see it and you'll act on it more than likely. It also provides you a good uh, filter for other opportunities because what happens in our lives, things change every day. You know the big story in the news yesterday? Two weeks, it'll be something else. You know, we've, we've, the last year, there have been crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. I heard a, an update on one of them the other day, and I forgot it even happened. So what happens is we get distracted, you see, and if you haven't written it down, some other opportunity is going to come along. Some other opportunity in your life. It may even be a good opportunity. But if you've written down, here's what I want to do, you're more than likely to do it. And it'll help you kind of overcome that resistance that, well, I, I, I really, yes, I do need to do it. No, I don't. Oh, yes, I do need to do it. Because you see it. You see it every day. And then finally, it'll help you to celebrate. If you've written it down and you get to that milestone I, I can celebrate it. Here's what I set out to do, and, and here's what I did. When you came in today, uh, we gave you a card. So if you'll find that card, this is the assignment for today. You don't have to turn this in, by the way. I don't want you to turn it in. I want you to take it home and put it on your refrigerator and your Bible. Uh, somebody like me, you just need to plaster it on your forehead. Uh, but still, let's just think about some of the things that we've talked about Maybe for you, you need to write, and notice the word will. You need to write, maybe I will move beyond my faith to action. Maybe you've come to Christ and you've had a great relationship with him, but you've never moved beyond just belief to action. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you've just got a little basic knowledge of Scripture, but you know you need to move beyond that basic knowledge to a really in-depth and practical use of Scripture. Or, or maybe your prayers. Maybe you don't really have a time to pray every day. Or maybe you, you pray every other day or every three days or once a week. Or maybe you fall asleep at night while you're praying. Uh, what, what we challenge you to do, and this seems so simple, uh, but for some people it's a big challenge. For some you do it anyway. But pray at least five minutes a day. I know that doesn't seem like much, but it's a step. It's a start. So maybe you need to go beyond, maybe I pray every other day, to, to, to pray five minutes a day, and you'll find how that grows. But maybe that's what you need to do. Move beyond meaningless words to effective prayer. Maybe you need to move beyond a concern for yourself uh, and, and turn everything over to God in obedience and surrender. In other words, your, your priorities versus God's priorities. And you need to move beyond your priorities to God's and put Him first. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to move beyond being a disciple to making a disciple. Maybe you need to find someone in your life that, that you can invest your life in and to help them grow in the faith. So maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to, to move beyond just getting along to love and forgiveness. Now, for those of you who thought a couple of weeks ago, man, I made it out of here. Whew. 
Thank goodness, I won't have to hear that again about loving and forgiving and all that kind of stuff. Well, here I am again. <laughs> you need to do that. Some of you have been putting it off. I know you've been putting it off. And the reason I know you've been putting it off is I would too. So you need to quit putting that off. Maybe you need to move beyond just getting along with somebody. You can even write their name if you want to, to, to forgiving and loving. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to be, move beyond being a consumer and an investor to an investor. You know, maybe you need to, to start uh, giving. Maybe you need to start participating financially in the ministry of the church. Maybe you need to start using your abilities in the church. Maybe you need to start investing in the future of the kingdom through this church. Maybe that's something that you need to do. You can start in small ways. You don't need to start in big ways. You can start in small ways, but just start. Maybe you need to go beyond being a consumer to an investor. I don't know. Maybe there was something you've been sitting there thinking, I know I need to move beyond this, but he didn't preach about it, so maybe that's not something. If it's something that God's calling you to do, that's fine whether I preached about it or not. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to think just for a moment, and I want you to write down what you need to move beyond in your life, from this to this. I'm not going to see it. Nobody else is going to see it. This is for you. To write down where you need to move beyond in your life, and then we're going to take a moment to pray for that here in just a moment. So take some time to write.